and welcome to the Mama Knows Beauty Business Podcast. I'm your host, Dina Yusin. Let's talk raising babies and a beauty business. This is a show where we can learn and grow together. You and I know it takes a village to raise a baby and often a tribe to raise a business. Do you find yourself wondering how does she do it? Toddlers to teens, taxes to taglines. Well, you're about to find out. Let's learn how she makes her life and business glow and grow mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. From brows, babies, and bronzing, or lashes, long nights, and lovely skin. We discuss it all. Raising babies and a beauty business. What it takes to succeed. Hi there, and welcome to the show. Today's guest is Nina Clark. Strong, confident, beautiful is what she wants every woman to feel after each service. Nina is a professional makeup and lash artist. She is also the owner of Bella Capo Lash and Wax Boutique in Tampa, Florida. Nina started her career by attending Christine Valmy School of Aesthetics in New York City, which led her to a career with MAC Cosmetics. Nina's work has been featured on CNN Latino, Style Me Pretty, and Medisa's Girls Night Live Tour. Nina is a busy mom to her daughter and has been married to her husband for 11 years. I'm excited to chat with this talented lady. Here's your chance to meet Nina and see how she balances motherhood and running her beauty business. So Nina, welcome to the podcast. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks for having me, Dina. Uh, My name is Nina Clark, and I am a mama in the beauty business. Um, I've been in the beauty industry for about um, 20 years now, and um, I'm owner of Bella Capo Lash and Wax Boutique in Tampa, Florida, and I'm a makeup artist and um, lash artist. Tell me how you actually got started in the the industry. I know um, a little bit about your story, but I want to go ahead and hear it from you. Tell me a little bit about how you got started. Actually, um, got started because I was in performing arts um, at a young age. So I did a lot of um, different types of um, theater events, um, off-Broadway shows, and there were no makeup artists necessarily to do your makeup. So you had to learn how to do your own makeup for theater. And that... um, gave me a huge interest into makeup specifically. So I went ahead and um, studied aesthetics at Christine Valmy School of Aesthetics in um, Manhattan. And so I got my makeup certification there, um, which opened then opened doors for me to um, start a career with MAC Cosmetics. So it was actually theater that got me started in the beauty industry. Wow. I love that. I love that. That's great. So a trained makeup artist, which is where you started, and then I'm guessing eventually went into lashes when the lash industry yeah. started booming. Um, you were in the beauty industry prior to having your daughter. Is that correct? I was, yes. I actually, um, I was in the industry for a while. I was actually working with MAC Cosmetics at the time as a retail manager, and I was married. I had my daughter, and about a year and a half into my daughter um, being born, Um, I realized that I needed something a little bit more flexible with my schedule just because of the needs of uh, a a child, you know, they need their mom. So we needed something a little more flexible. That's when I just started to uh, utilize my aesthetics um, degree and to go ahead and to get into lashes. So 
Yeah. So side story here. Um, this is how I met Nina. We both worked together in a salon in South Tampa where she primarily focused on lashes as well as some makeup. That's how I met her. Uh, we worked together for a few years and really connected as, um, as women as well as being moms in the beauty industry. So we have that. Uh, so I know also you started out, we both started at that salon and we both blossomed from there. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us now, so you were a entrepreneur, no, you were just working at Mac, starting out, got mm -hmm. pregnant, had your daughter, worked at Mac, then went on your own. So I'm guessing like an independent contractor and began mm -hmm. working in the salon doing lashes mm -hmm. and makeup. What, at what point or what time in your career did you feel it was necessary to take that next move where you then became an almost an entrepreneur yourself? So a mompreneur is what you really became, but go ahead and elaborate for me on that one. It was actually funny because working in salons, um, working at the salon that we were working at, I actually rented out the back room um, to, to focus on makeup. So I was always trying um, to start a little something um, that would be more um, of my own thing at some point in time. And then um, uh, it was about three and a half years working for that salon um, that the owner wanted to sell and she sold to me and my business partner, Stephanie. Um, and then we became actual salon owners. So it was a really cool, it was a really cool opportunity a uh, huge blessing um, to be able to not only um, have learned from that person, but to also go ahead and to start something fresh um, without having to start a new book or be in a new place. Um, so it was a huge blessing. I was able to carry my clients over and um, just be able to start uh, a fresh idea with what was already a foundation for us. So um, yeah, definitely, um, I would say for any moms out there that are in the beauty industry, and you're working for a salon, you know, work for that person like it is your own business because you just never know when the opportunity will come up that they would want to maybe, you know, sell that to you or, um, you know, a client that sees how hard you work and sees how much focus and energy and passion you put towards them and their service, they might want to invest in you. So I think um, for all of the mamas out there, like, don't ever think that we're beneath working for someone because we're not. We service our clients and we're serving, um, you know, the people that we work for and just, you know, huge opportunity comes out of that. I'm a huge believer in that, so. What would you say would be the difference between being, say, a mompreneur versus the entrepreneur, meaning a woman who does not have any children and the one who does? I think um, the biggest difference is that we, you know, we have someone else um, to think about that, is that we're leading um and you know I, entrepreneurship is such a beautiful thing i think when you are someone who is an entrepreneur without a family um, without a husband and a child you you know you're able to really take um, a lot of risks that just affect you but as a mompreneur the risks that you take affect your child and affect your husband and they're not the easiest things um sometimes in your family you know you you really put a lot out there. Um, even if you have a business partner, you really put a lot out there to, to have a business. You're putting a lot of time and effort um, and you're taking that away from your, your home sometimes. So 
number one, you got to have a supportive family um, behind you who will be that cushion when you can't be at that recital or when you can't be available for your children. Um, you, that's necessary. Um, it's not, it's not that, oh, if you don't have that, it's impossible, but it's really hard if your kids are young and, um, they, they can't, you know, be by themselves, you know, it really is difficult, but, um, you know, I'm really, I love being a mompreneur because my daughter has been with me every step of the way. I literally would take her to work with me on the weekends or, you know, to events. We had the honor of doing, um, the Florida leg tour of Mandisa's girls night live. And she got to come, uh, she got to, uh, see behind the scenes and, and meet some really beautiful people. And it's just awesome. She, you know, you're really, no matter what your child wants to get into, you're that leader and you're showing them, you know, you can do anything. You can do anything if you put your mind to it, but you just got to have your priorities in order. And, you know, that can be difficult. It takes a little bit of <laughs> running through hoops sometimes um, and lots of family support, but I've been so blessed to have support of um, my husband and my daughter and just, um, you know, my, my whole family. And, and that's what you need, you know? Absolutely. I agree with you. That's why I say it does. You know, they tell you that that little saying it takes a tribe to raise a baby. It's very true. It really does. It does. You know, we can't always do it alone. We are in the same thing in a business. Some days, you know, we feel like, or I feel like, and I know I hear this from other women I talk to, we're on our own little island and it is lonely sometimes being an entrepreneur. You're very blessed. You have your business partner and I'm very lucky to know Stephanie and you guys have a great you know, collaboration, so to speak, a great business partnership together. And that is such a wonderful thing. And she is not a mom. Um, so, you know, she gets to see that balance. Another side story uh, Nina and I talked about before this interview is that we did know each other at the salon. We worked together and the salon owner at the time did not have children and then became pregnant. And I know um, the little bit of work I did there with them, I would go and you know, we would talk maybe the mom because we were the moms there and then yeah. pregnant. So that was really kind of cool. Um, so on to something different. Who would you say inspires you? Oh, I have so many different inspirations. Oh boy. Um, as far as makeup artistry goes, I was always inspired by Kevin O'Quan. That was one of my hugest inspirations. I, I remember as far back as like 1999, a friend of mine introduced me to his book, The Art of Makeup. And then every time he came out with a book, I would get it and I would devour it and I'd go page by page. And I'm like, what is this contouring? What is this? Um, you know, just really try to get as much as I could out of it. Cause at the time, I mean, I was, yeah, when I started to make it, it was 1998. So, um, I was 18 years old and there wasn't YouTube or anything like that. You only saw what you saw and everything really was a secret <laughs> unless you were able to get backstage and stuff. So it was really cool to try um, his techniques and stuff out like in theater and all that kind of stuff. Um, also, I mean, as far as another, you know, I, I really gain a lot of inspiration just from everyday people that I meet. I had a really awesome, um, manager when I started at Matt Cosmetics. Her name was Eden Carpenter. I'm actually named my daughter after her. Um, and she was uh, an artist. She was absolute amazing at her makeup, at the skills. It was pure art. And she had studied art in college. Um, and she really, I mean, it was a masterpiece when she did someone's face. I was so inspired by that. And, um, just her, her spirit was really awesome. She had a huge faith and she was really cool. And I just thought, oh, 
I want, if I could get a little bit of that, I think, um, you know, definitely I, I pick up, still pick up lots of inspiration from lots of different people, but um, I have a whole list from singers and actors and all kinds of stuff. So I, I definitely pick it up from everywhere. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's fun. It's so fun to meet people and no matter, they could all be so different, but you pick up something from them that you want to keep with you and you kind of tuck it in your heart and take it with you and introduce it in your skills, you know? Yes, absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent. And I think in different phases and stages of our lives as being in business, um, working for someone or uh, for ourselves or, and the different uh, ages and stages of being a mother, we pick up different inspirations along the way. Other, you know, different people inspire us to do a lot of wonderful things. Um, do you have a woman in the business, so in the beauty industry, whom you admire that is a mom as well? Or do you find yeah. that you, so here's a good question. Do you gravitate to women who already have kids or do you gravitate to women who don't have kids or is there a balance in between? Yeah, what's really funny is that I was, um, when I met uh, that Mac manager, Eden, she was a mom of a daughter who was like seven at the time. So that was really funny. She is a mom. I gravitate towards a lot of moms. I absolutely am in love with Molly Roncall. And she has, I think, three kids, three daughters. Um, she is amazing. She has the biggest personality. She has an amazing makeup line. And she's so fun and vivacious and real, you know, and, and she loves beauty. She's just passionate about it. Everyone is bourgeois with her and she's just very um, intoxicating and contagious. And so I really love her. She is a really great example of a great businesswoman who um, puts her family first, but also is able to achieve her goal. And she actually has a cool story because she grew up without, her mom died when she was 17 of cancer. And so she has a really beautiful um, nonprofit I believe it's called Mommy's Light Shines On. And I'm so she, into that. I'm not familiar yeah. with that. I'll check it out. Yeah, she helps um, with that organization. She wants, she helps to mentor and helps girls that have lost a mom at a young age. So um, it's really beautiful. So that yeah, I really love her. Melly Runkle. Wow. Okay. I'll have to be sure to, I'm writing that down right now. So um, there's a thing in the world or a word that is used. It's called work-life balance. Uh, I'm not sure it really exists, or as moms, do we make it exist? How mm -hmm. do you make it work? Is there something that you do daily, weekly, whatever, um, that keeps yourself grounded, or do you have any sort of routine to give yourself that quote-unquote work-life balance? Well, if I'm completely honest, when we first started our business as business owners, I had no work-life balance. It was all business and I made a lot of mistakes with that. So I've learned <laughs> throughout the years, there's a lot of mistakes yeah. I think that happen with business owners, period. And then when you're a mom and you have a family and then you have people that depend on you that work for you that are on your team, a lot can go wrong. And so um, it was definitely a lot of hard lessons to learn, but um, we all grow from it. So I definitely, um, what I like to do now is um, I like to get up in the morning. I like to have quiet time. I read my Bible and I meditate and um, then I'm ready for my day. And I just, I also um, have given in to the fact that I can't control everything, you know, yeah. as a business owner, we want to control everything. We want to control what's happening in the room um, with clients and the beautiful girls that work for us 
but you can't. So, and, and in any other aspect, you know, water, there's uh, toilet leaks that happen and all types of stuff that happen. I mean, gosh, doors that don't close, <laughs> you know, exactly. uh, leaking. yeah, lots of leaks, air conditioner issues, you know, there could be a, a, a numerous amount of things that happen. And so we can't control it all. But if you have um, some grounding and any, whatever, I, I encourage people, whatever faith that you have, just build on that. That's going to help you um, to just know that you're not alone, number one. And number two, that everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be okay. As long as you just remember to have, you know, complete like respect and dignity and honesty, you'll be good with the people. Um, not only that you lead, but the people that come to see you. So if something does go awry, they're understanding and they give you like a lot of grace. <laughs> you know, yes, you go- and that's important to give ourselves grace as well. You know, we we're um, being moms. We give our kids grace. We give mm-hmm. our clients grace. We give our spouses grace. We give our employees grace. But I do find it is a learned lesson to give ourselves grace. Um, yeah. So- yeah, I've had to work on through the years because I can relate to a lot of those things you're saying um, yes. because it is. It's, it's a struggle sometimes. I mean, we make it work because clearly um, not every woman is cut out to be a mom and not every woman is cut out to be a mompreneur or even there's not, you know, obviously men and women can be entrepreneurs, but not everybody is meant to be one. And so I just, you know, focus on what you can focus on. And like you said, change what you can change and roll with what you, um, so with that being said, if you could, you just listed quite a bit, but if you could think back to one or two things that help you grow in your industry or change your business, what would it be? So from anything, what would you, if you could pick one thing? If I could pick one thing to help grow my business? Yes, grow or change your business. Oh, okay. Um, well, number one, that would eliminate the coronavirus, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, gosh. I think one thing um, that I would like to um, try to help grow my business would be more education. Continuing education is so important. Um, and sometimes once your business is rolling, you don't have the time that you would like to leave for a week sometimes, but you know, you, we've got to make that time. So definitely clients tell them, be like, Hey guys, I'm, you know, doing this amazing lash course in Vegas and it's going to be for a week. I'm going to come back with new skills for you guys. I'm going to come back with some new products. I'm really excited. I, I feel like if you get their buy-in, they're okay with it, you know, since because it, it is hard. That's you, when we're not working, we don't make money if you're in the room um, as um, a lash artist or esthetician, or if you're a hairstylist, whatever you're doing. So I think that's important. And also um, just keeping yourself inspired. Um, I think that's a huge, something that I would, um, in the past couple of years, there was a point that I got so dried up and I didn't have inspiration. I didn't have fresh ideas. I, I, I was very exhausted mentally, physically. I mean, it was showing all over. I had gained a lot of weight. My neck was hurting. My back was hurting. Um, I looked sallow in the skin. I had not a great attitude. And, you know, when that happens, that's not good. So you need, number one, you need some rest. But number two, you need to get back to the whole reason why you did it. And I think the whole reason why I wanted to be in the beauty industry period was to make women feel good 
because I had been in a situation that I felt so terrible about myself in my younger years. I, I felt that the wind was knocked out of me. I felt that I wasn't going to be able to um, do the things in life that I felt I was called to do. Mm-hmm. And when I did people's um, makeup and they felt good, it gave me confidence. That so, is very true. That and, and in return, giving you confidence instills you to do better work because then you're even more confident about doing it. So it's a definitely a give and take and our clients might not even realize it that, you know, that they're giving to us, but you know, we're taking from them as much as we're giving to them because we're still, you know, just like what you said, we're learning and growing at the same time, you know, every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think when you always remember that moment that you were, you remember the one moment that you're like, I want to do this because, and your, your why is because of something personal in you that rises up in you and you're just like, yes, this is it. You know, we always have to remember that if we don't, then we're not going to be machines. It'll be terrible. You'll be you know, going lash after, you know, person after person, lashing after lashing or waxing after waxing and be like, this is so meaningless. I hate this. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it, we really got to, if we have to write it down and look at it every day, I think do it. It's going to help so much. Yes, yes, yes. Because at some point in business with most women in, well, and men probably too, in life, we just essentially go through the motions. And like you said, going through the motions is habitual because we're creatures of habit but yet it's not a good place to be. Um, mm-hmm. That one-on-one time with our clients where you're lashing or you're waxing or whatever the services you're doing, you're giving you know, 110%. There's a lot of energy exchange with that. So mm-hmm. you know, taking that on and passing yours to them is huge. So mm-hmm. is there anything that you've learned? Um, this is a question I like to la- uh, excuse me, ask all my guests is, I try to teach the girls that work for me not to take on other people's energy because it's very strong in the room, especially those one-on-one services, which is what we do. How do you balance that? Or do, do you notice that? And then how do you balance, how do you find you balance that? Taking on other people's energy. Um, I, again, you got to start your morning off grounded. However, whatever works for you, if it's sitting on a floor, if it's, you know, whatever works for you, you have to start it off with some sort of grounding. That way you're clear, you're, you feel like your energy is clear. And when you go in, if someone is, you know, coming in with some heavy situations that they're expressing, just listen to them. Yeah. They just want somebody to listen to and don't ingest it. Cause it's not, you're there to support them but it doesn't mean that we have to solve the problem. It doesn't mean that we have to necessarily put our input in um, because they're coming to us as a sounding board because they, to tell the, some, you know, we hear a lot of things for a lot of these people to tell the person in their life that's doing, you know, that's having a situation with them or whatever's going on, it will be more hurtful and just create some chaos. So when they come and tell their beauty professional, Hey, you know, my husband, Uh, you know, is having an affair or, you know, my, 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 you know, mom passed away or whatever. It really is for us to just be like, you know what, we're here for you. Yeah. And that's all they want. We don't have to try to solve it. We don't have to try to, um, you know, get personal, um, in the sense that we feel like, Oh, like a little puppy, you know, they just, you know, they really want your support. So just listening and just, you know, that touch on the shoulder and a hug at the end, maybe like, Hey, I'm here for you, you know, and I appreciate you. 
I, I think that's how we are able to um, maintain ourselves and our, our emotional health. And sometimes it's hard because we love our clients and we love, it's very hard. So you, oh. you get personal with people, but there also is a balance. We can't take it home with us. So a lot of, I feel like a lot of team members are younger that come on board a lot of times. So it's going to be for them a process because they're like, what do you mean? Like, you're so insensitive. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not trying to help you because you're going to get really exhausted in your first year mm -hmm. of, you know, being in a salon if, you, mm -hmm. if we don't try to um, back up just a little bit. I, I would always tell, um, I don't, I would always tell team members, like, be careful, like, you know, you like with phone numbers and all that kind of stuff. Like you can become friends with people, but you got to be careful because people love you. And then when they don't love you, you're like, wait, what happened? I thought we were friends. They're like, no, you did my lashes for a time and now I'm moving on. Or you did my waxes for a time and now, and then it can really um, cause like a bitterness. So that's something that, you know, with younger team members and newer team members, rather, you just always want to help them, but <laughs> can only do so much. <laughs> I agree a hundred percent. And that's something we discuss um, a lot, you know, going into a room and doing a service, an intimate service, a one-on-one -on -one service, like what we do in this industry, most estheticians, even makeup artists, hairstylists, anybody in beauty business. So that's why we're discussing this as mom. It's important because I agree, we have to stay grounded for them as well as for ourselves. We can't continue to just bring this home or dwell over it. Um, if there's you know, an ongoing situation. Well, we're going to get to hear about it each week, every other week, whatever your services that you're doing, your lashes, your waxing, and you get to hear again. But again, I, I couldn't agree more that we are a sounding board. We, we wear um, lots of masks, lots of hats being, you know, in the beauty industry and just being there. And then again, we're also consumers. So we have to think about it that way, clearly going to get you know, our services done, um, we definitely know how to guide. So yes. it's for sure, um, it is a give and take, right? And it's the same thing. I mean, there's definitely a linear correlation between being a mompreneur or mom in the beauty industry. It doesn't necessarily have to be uh, a beauty business owner, as well as being a mother. There's so many things that are you know, run parallel or similarities across the board, just being in this industry, working with predominantly women, as well as being a mom. Now, for you, you're raising a daughter and myself, I'm raising girls. I just love it. I mean, anything we would do, we just happen to be in beauty, whether they um, love it or not. Most girls do, not all girls, but nonetheless, you know, it's something for them to see. You touched on that a little bit earlier about the kids are always watching us. They really are. So it's so, um, Mm -hmm. can be so inspiring they they miss us or we miss out on certain field trips or like you said recitals or whatever the scenario might be and trust that other family members or friends are there to pick up the slack or in your case and in mine oftentimes is we bring the, the girls with us you know we get to show them I know um mm -hmm. that's important too I mean we're um we're our children's idols for a short while and then they grow up and they realize they need to become you know a little bit independent from us and I think that's important to give them we're giving them a good foundation and that's exactly what you said earlier so that's vastly true absolutely <laughs> um so do you see or 
the industry, so we're just talking lashes at this moment, and I guess you could say waxing, whichever one you work in, do you see the industry changing as a whole now, or do you see, um, or do you feel it's changing, going in a different direction, positive or negative? Yeah, I think um, it definitely has um, changed a whole lot from the traditional salon standpoint. Um, people, um, you know, uh, in the beauty industry um, that are coming out of it, they really want to be in charge of their own business. Um, so I really do see a whole lot of uh, entrepreneurship but not necessarily wanting to build teams, more like branching out on their own, um, maybe getting a salon suite or getting a room in a salon, um, you know, working in an existing salon, but as like a sole proprietor, which is actually really cool. Um, I think that there have been so many um, mishaps um, throughout like the journey of salons, maybe that people have heard or seen or been a part of. Um, so it's just really interesting. Um, I, I think sometimes people getting into that are going to learn a lot about themselves and they're going to learn a lot about how much it takes, how hard it is to um, have a business and to do all different aspects of it. So mm -hmm. it, it definitely is changing the industry. Um, but not to say that regular salons are um, salon type models are non-existent. I think when you find um, like the team that is just, you know, a team, an environment, a city, whatever it is that works for you, it just clicks. It's awesome. So yeah. I think there's a lot of, and we could see that. I mean, on social media, you have um, the, like the, a lot of different, you know, salons. I see the hand tied um, hair extensions, uh, hair by Chrissy. She looks like she has an amazing team. I think she's in Arizona. And it's just, it's awesome. Like you see all these different people and, and you're like, oh, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. So um, Live Bay Lashes in Vegas, they have a bunch of different um, stores and, and they have amazing teams. So it's encouraging. Um, I just think it depends on the person and what they want to do, what they have time for. But either way, there's room for everyone in the beauty industry, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and everyone belongs, like everyone has a place. So whether you want to be a solopreneur or if you want to be part of a business and eventually like franchise or open up your own, it, there, it's endless possibilities, which is what I love about it. Cause you could always decide at one point or another, Hey, I want to switch from this model to this model and it's okay. Absolutely. So it's really, we have, we are part of such a beautiful community. So, um, you mentioned two the two different women, or actually you mentioned three so far since we've been talking. I just love that. I'll have to get their um, Instagram information when we get off this, and I can always link it in the show notes. But is there anybody um, else that really comes to mind that you feel like, oh, and I love this because social media, you know, they always tell you we put our best stuff out there. I love that we're getting to the more real, like... Not, not everything's so pretty. That's kind of like with this podcast. I'll be honest. I'm going to try not to <laughs> edit it to death. Like it's real. Like there is thunder in the background here and that's life. Um, is there anybody, it could be a personal friend. It could be somebody local. It could be somebody on the other side of the world that you see or met through social media and she's a mom and in the beauty industry that you would love to share that, um, somebody who, you admire from afar and you may know this person already, but is there anybody like that? 
Um, yes, I have quite a few. Oh, I love it. I love I'm it. I'm going to go and make sure I don't mess up their name on the air. Right. So, um, definitely there's a couple, um, there's one named Jennifer Lee Hare and she's actually, she owns Bubbles and Blowouts in South Tampa. Okay. She is such a hard worker. She's a mom of a daughter as well. And I'm like, wow, she, she just works her butt off. And it, I hear her with clients and I'm like, oh my gosh, like they love her. It's so one-on-one. -on -one. She works from like, I mean, from 8 a.m. just to, to later and, and every client is fresh. She's not tired. She gives them her best and she gives them her all. And I really, I'm inspired by how hard she works. It's beautiful. I'm like, her work ethic is so good. And then there's another um, woman that I love. Her name is Yolanda and she actually does nails at Flow Fitness Boutique in, um, Florida, in Brandon, Florida. And she was so inspiring. I actually met her at a um, conference for um, a group called Oh Freebird Fly. And she had learned nails in, I believe in high school, maybe, you know, got it in high school. And a year ago, I believe picked up her, you know, her uh, nail license back up wow. and started to do nails. And she said, I didn't even know how to do a straight line on a nail. And a year later, she's doing like the most amazing artwork on nails. Wow. And um, it's crazy. It's amazing. Um, and her business is growing. Her name is Yolanda Maria. Um, I'll send you her info. She's on Instagram. Really inspiring. Yes, I'd love and that. I, and then, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. One more thing I really wanted to make sure I asked you before we got off of the call. Um, tell me just really like a brief synopsis or a quick bit the event you went to, I believe it was in Nashville a couple years back for, that was business growth, wasn't it? Was it? Um, yeah, business boutique um, by Christy Wright. So um, yeah, she is one of the personalities for um, Dave Ramsey and it was amazing. It's something I definitely encourage all women. Um, if you're a mom, if you're not a mom, it doesn't matter. She speaks to everyone. It's um, a conference. It's, it was about three days long. Um, and we were able to hear guest speakers um, from all facets of business um, get up there and talk about how they started their business, how they continue it. And then they had all these amazing breakout sessions, like how, you know, just everything from financing, creativity, um, big pieces for your business. Just any question you have about business, especially when it comes to finances and legalities and all that kind of stuff, she has answers. And it's such a wonderful, uplifting environment. It was in Nashville. It, we heard Dave Ramsey speak, which was amazing. And he told some really, he's so good. He yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. talking about financing and business and pretty much, um, it's something that we took a lot. It was a tool belt for us and we were able to really take a lot of tools out of um, and to be able to utilize and input in our business in a lot of different ways. Um, and it's consistent mentorship with that program. So you can, oh, wow. when you get back home, they actually have something called um, a business boutique academy that you, we signed up for a year and you pay a fee and every, like you have everything you need in there to, wow. if you have a question about your business, you get in there. Um, so yeah, it's looking for resources, things that will help you. That actually came about because I was on Instagram and someone had posted the cover of her book, which was called Business Boutique. And they said, I'm learning so much. And I was like, well, what is this? I went to the library, checked it out. And then I was obsessed. And then that was it. 
Like even my daughter knows about it. Like we, we, wow. and I get obsessed with something everyone knows. Everybody knows. Yeah. I got to share. Oh, that's good. Share all the good with the world. I mean, I knew about it. I want to say probably from Instagram with you guys. I mean, I know I talked to you guys and I, I think you had mentioned you went to an event, but I did see it from social media. So social yeah. media has some great aspects. We should great. go. We should go this year. I think it's in October again. We should totally go together. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll have to look into that. Well, we'll get through all this mess and pray for, yeah. Um, and it's been a million years since I've been to Nashville. If that, is that where it's at again? Yes, it's always in Nashville, um, for as far as I know. But Nashville's amazing. Biscuits and gravy, so good. Yes, yes, I see. I work with so many brides that end up in Nashville for their um, bachelorette parties or yes. girls, whatever, you know, it's not always. But yeah, yes. so super cool. So, all right. Well, I appreciate you. I value your friendship. I thank you for coming on today. Um, Will you please tell all of the listeners where they can find you? So if you're in South Tampa and you need lashes, waxing, makeup, Nina's yes. your girl. So tell them where they can find you. Yes, you can find me at bellacapo.com. That's B-E-L-L-A-C-A-P-O.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at bellacapotampa. Yay. And I'm friendly. DM me. And I love new friends. I would love to get to know everyone. All the mamas out there. Let's hang out. <laughs> yes, for sure. Well, thanks again, sweet friend. Thank I truly so appreciate much. you. I value you. I can't wait okay. to see you. Coffee yes. soon, okay? Yes, definitely. Thank you so much, Gina. I appreciate it. Love, love what you're doing. This is going to be amazing. Thanks, girl. Well, that's the show for today. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I did. Let's connect on Instagram over at Mama Knows Beauty Business. And as always, please be sure to subscribe to this show and leave me a great review. Have a great day. Bye.